There was a, there was a, 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 a. No, ma'am. Listen, ma'am. <laughs> uh, yeah. We're on too many jams, ma'am. Show about all things ma'am. Ma'am, 20-year-old. <laughs> With help of friends, experts, and our own personal experiences, we hope to shed some light on those things that leave our age group lost and confused. Um, yeah, that was, just, um, that was just a preview to Rob helping me film a commercial audition uh, last week, yeah. Basically, okay. So yeah, we're on too many jams. Um, we uh, basically took uh, we took a bit of a, a week off. You know, I know you guys were like, "What? Where was it last week?" We got so yeah, many messages. All of you were, yeah, it was it was crazy the, the amount of response oh, we my, had. Everyone about. was like, "What? Like this is my? I need this podcast." So <laughs> can't believe you guys skipped a week. It was, I know. It's, so we apologize. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll get into that. Obviously, there was uh, we we record and release on Tuesdays, and last Tuesday uh, there was some uh, uh, there was some stuff going some, on. Some stuff going on, which we'll get into. But yeah, so uh, I have blonde hair. We've not done an episode since you have blonde. No, hair. No, no, I have. I have yeah. blonde hair, and yeah. I did it in quarantine because nothing else is going on. Something I've been wanting to do for a while, but a big reason why I haven't gone blonde. Before that, it's because I still do some commercial auditions. Yeah. And like the character I get cast for is like regular guy, you know, not normal person. Surf bro. Not, yeah. Right. So, you know, if, if you change up your hair, it's a bit of a commitment. You got to like reshoot a headshot and like you go for different roles. Not, a, not, not, nothing crazy, but I just, I, I thought studios were closed and stuff. But my agent reaches out to me. And they send this rollover that I have to do like a home self tape to audition for. And I was like, ah, like she calls me. I'm like, yeah, it's like bit of a, bit of a look, look update. Um, <laughs> I was like, I shaved my head and she goes, oh, okay. It's like completely shaved. I was like, yeah, like it's grown in about a, you know, about a month and a half. Like it's, it's a fluff. She's like, oh, okay. I was like, and, uh, it's blonde. And she's like, oh. I'm like, yeah. I was like, you, st- you still think I should go for this role? And she's like, let me look into it. Send over a picture. Like, they're a little rattled. Were they? <laughs> Not yeah. like, they weren't like, they yeah. were just clearly like, Ugh. like, all right. Like, send over a little yeah. selfie. Um, look into the role. Luckily, the role was to play like an EMT. Yeah. In like a made for TV movie. Just like a one scene kind of thing. And, uh, I Googled EMTs and they're freaks. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, but like a lot of EMTs have like tattoos and like, it's like, it's like, there's no dress code. It's like, if you want to be an EMT, yeah. they're not like, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Like Easy check on these the boxes. Piercings, tattoos. It's uh, yeah. they're like, you don't mind like rolling up to some, some gnarly shit. Uh, come on in. <laughs> yeah. So Robbie, uh, Robbie was the other person reading. Because, you know, like when you do a self-tape, you put a camera on you, you know, the actor, you know, the thespian, you know, mm-hmm. the, the talent, as they say. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, you really want to choose someone to read with who sucks. Who won't 
steal so, the spotlight so that from they you. don't get cast. Yeah, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, no, you want to choose someone that like can read with you, so it's not like fucking awkward. Like they have to be able to to do it. So Robbie, Robbie helped me read, and uh, that was we were making fun of it because it was like. There was tons of mams. It was like really mam heavy script. It was it was mam. It was too much mam. Kind of kind of mam central. So yeah, you know, any anytime we try to get each other's attentions now, it's a lot of mams. Ma'am, hi, yeah, ma'am, ma'am, hi, over please. here, ma'am, please, <laughs> hi, ma'am. Um, but yeah, we're on too many jams. We're back. It's uh, thirty fucking degrees in our house. This, did you check downstairs? I didn't check, but yeah. I, I have yeah, a you th- just know a thermometer in my wiener. So uh-huh. we're having ice cold beers to cool down. Mm-hmm. Um, true history. Uh, we haven't actually had true history in a while. And yeah. If you guys are listening, mm-hmm. that was kind of like us being like, you know what? Quarantine, don't send us free booze. I know you guys like were running out of some stock at one point. But now that we're like deep into quarantine, I'm sure you guys have time to re-up. You know, maybe, uh, maybe we get true history back on the pod. We were just letting you guys do you. But, you know, we're thirsty too. Yeah. We even bought some to support the boys. Always. Um, and it was really good. What what flavor did I buy? Oh, it was called Can You Hear Me Now? Um, and f- like not blowing smoke up my friend's butts for no reason. Yeah. It's delicious. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I loved it. It's good stuff. Um, but I would also love to get the regular stuff in because Can You Hear Me Now was not a tall boy. And I am a tall boy. Mm-hmm. And I like tall boys. Tall boys for tall boys. Yes, yeah, I'm a I'm a long man. Yeah, that's another way you know to say tall boy. You know what to say about long men. Tiny peepees. Tiny wieners. Yeah, yes. they do say that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so let's get some true history back on the pod. Also, like, wrist and Rye, the jewelry company has just been like dormant. So weirdly, got an influx of orders. When Serbs started rolling out early really, quarantine, eh? I think everyone's like, oh, people were kind of bored. Support local. Yeah, maybe. I yeah. don't know. Um, but yeah, we're back at it. We're on the show. And with uh, we will we will touch on kind of what happened last week with our decision to not do an episode. On It was called Black, Blackout Tuesday. Yeah. Um, it's because we, we're not responsible enough. <laughs> we so I would already have made the joke, let's get blackout. You know what I mean? Like I would have just said everything bad and mm. it's it, the whole message was like, this is not a day for like white people to throw out like their shit. And yeah. the podcast is just literally, what is a group of white dudes called? <laughs> yeah, that joke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's podcast. Called, it's called a podcast. Yeah, yeah. We're white. Um, we're from Canada. We're very selfish and we don't really have our ear to the floor on on these issues. So sometimes it's better to just bow out, kind of like get a beat on or beat on what's going on. And I, I, I admitted last week, I really actually didn't even under, know what the, someone had to tell me that protests were going on. Yeah. In Toronto. I didn't even notice. Yeah. Um, I obviously know about the issues in the States, but I didn't know it was erupting. And uh, and then the black square thing, like that's that's when I was like, whoa, like what's going on? And then I started seeing like protest news, like riots, and like I was like, oh, whoa. And then people were like, don't post today. And then some people were like, don't po- like don't post a black square. If you don't post it, you're bad. Or if you do, you're bad. Or if like there was like so much shit, and I was like, I don't I know. fucking know. So I I know it. It felt like by the end of the day, 
sort of the conclusion was on the block square that it 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 didn't really um i, I don't know people were like oh this is kind of pointless but at, at you explain how it started yeah it was what the, uh what the movement like not like the whole movement just the black square yeah well it was it, it was originally like a move by black artists to uh like in the music industry oh for artists to like post uh like, like instead of like promoting their albums and like shit like that yeah exactly just to be like okay i recognize and sort of support what's going on but then uh i think it was um it was like i, I don't know it, it just sort of took on a, a life of its own yeah and uh started like it, it became more of like a symbol of like the whole movement yeah and everyone started posting it so uh i don't know I, th- yeah. I think I think people were a little. I was just underwhelmed I was just taken by storm. I was just, like I just yeah. didn't understand what to do. So because Robbie and I are one unit, um, we decided to split the difference. Robbie posted it and I didn't, and we were gonna see who was the bad person. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, but we uh, so far so far no backlash either way. Yeah. Uh, no, sometimes man, like. I, I, you, if you want to know, like, I, I know we have a platform and I know some people like we're posting like some pretty aggressive stuff. Like if you don't, if you just sit there and you let this go by, like you're the problem and you're racist yeah. and, and we're not friends anymore. And like, as much as like that was directed ex- directly at people like me. Yeah. I also don't mind not being friends with those people. Like it was, it was kind of a two way street. Like, well, 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 that was that was kind of the. I mean, you're not really one to get that active and political on t- social media platforms, and and I think that was kind of the sentiment that like a lot of people realized at the end of the day. They're like, oh, they're like, why are we just getting yeah. people to post something and and be like, it would be oh, meaningless coming from me. yeah, uh, but it, it was somewhat meaningless. Yeah. So yeah, like there there was that, and and uh, what was the other. <sighs> I was going to make another fucking point to rule on that. I appreciated the solidarity of it. I did I did appreciate that um, everyone was showing up and, and, you know, like really being like, yeah, we're with this. We're with yeah. this. I do, I do really like that. But I also have like just deep entrenched like right-wing thoughts from like my upbringing. Yeah. And I was like, I'm not political. And I, I can't, I like, I just leave, like just, you don't need me to put this black square let me like figure out what's going on mm-hmm. and i did i did research it so at the very least it did get it did get people like me to look into it yeah and you listened to uh you listen to a podcast on the way home from yeah the car just past weekend you were saying that uh on joe rogan he had oh yeah a so person I, from I, left wing and a person from right wing sort of debate the whole issue well okay this is like this is also the so i'll tell you my initial thoughts and i'll wash it down with where I'm at now. Just so like in the, I believe in dialogue. I don't believe that someone's fucking a bad person just for being right wing or like, because they're only the way they are because the way they were brought up. I'm only the way I am because I, I, my, my family's conservative. I went to a, I went to a, a private school where like the, the, like my, my whole upbringing is relatively conservative, but I'm young so I have the liberal, the you know, want to help everyone kind of mindset mixed in there. And so do a lot of my friends. Um, so like right, right off the bat, um, I 
my my original reactions are I respect the movement. I do know that all this stuff is happening. You know, I do know that disproportionately, like it's 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 facts that disproportionately um, the poor class is black and disproportionately the crime is is black and disproportionately police are profiling and aggressive to black people. Um, but as the, you know, w- with the mindset I have, I'm always skeptical and I'm, I always believe that these narratives serve someone because mm-hmm. they're getting put out through media and they're getting put out. And, and in my opinion, like up until the riots, I've always believed that like the white liberal left wing in the States is like the main people pushing out the narrative that it's, it's a black white thing. It's a Mexican white thing. And they're splitting everyone into groups when my whole belief is it's actually a class issue, you know, that it's, um, that it's really a, a distraction from the bigger issue, which is the, the poor class in the United States is fucked and they have such a, such a rough system looking after them. And yes, yeah, disproportionately black, but I thought, I thought it was kind of uniform and that the media was was trying to push forward this narrative to get some sort of benefit for the left, and I, it was like a, it's like a weird thought, but I I never say that publicly, and I, I never post about it. I know the podcast is public, and I'm only saying it to kind of shed light on how some people just like have private opinions, and yeah, it yeah. doesn't make me a bad person. I'm not. No, I'm absolutely not, not. Like I'm not like I would never act on on. Or, or get people to change their minds based on that because I understand the bias in my upbringing uh, and stuff like that. So- I, I, and I think you've got, you've got more of a, like a questioning, logical sort of mentality yourself. Like j- just in, by, by nature, mm-hmm. you're, you're very, um, like, like you have to fully research things. It, like, like, like every, everything you see you or hear it's not like you just believe it immediately. Yeah. And whether it's this issue or any other issue, it's like you yourself feel like you need to uh, sort of dive into the material you're for for yourself, read up on it, and then make your own yeah. educated decision. And like, like fucking all these people posting on social media, social media telling me to think a certain way is like the last way to change me. And exactly. I think that's part of the problem. Is I'm I'm looking at it like if you really want change, you have to convince. I'm already non. I don't have a. I don't have skin in the game. I, I you know what I mean. Like, if you really want to make change, you have to convince people like me. But more importantly, you have to convince people that are actually bigoted or even more ignorant than myself that won't that just have a are just Republican and like f- fuck all this like that are more ignorant and and stuff like that. So I think it's important to to take a few angles other than if you're against me, you're fuck you. And like, I hate you. Yeah. And um, so like I, I took that into it and I was like getting honestly a little bit angry at the rioting and the looting and the burning. And I was like, Oh, like you're taking away from this movement. Like protesting, it works. Social media works. I was like, Oh, like if you're looting and protesting, you're, you're, you're going to, you're gonna cause like the same equal and opposite reaction push from the right. Like your president is a brash right wing leader. Like if you do stuff brash, like he's and he did. He called in the fucking military and 
I, I guarantee you there's going to be a resurgence of people in the states mm -hmm. that go fuck this movement because the majority of the states is not black. The majority of the states are conservative whites. Yeah. I think only like 20, 30% of the states is black. So like I'm looking at all this and I'm like, this is, this is, this is counterproductive. I love the camaraderie of it. I love the original message. Like everyone, I think everyone agrees that it's disgusting what happened to George Floyd. And the most disgusting part is he, they would have got away with it if people didn't uprise. Yeah, yeah. And the guy has gotten away with stuff previously and cops in general, black or white, get away with some pretty gross stuff in the States. So I was trying to look at it. I was like trying to find the motives. Like the, I was like, who's pushing this narrative? Who's, who's this, who's, who's like, why, why are people trying to divide us once again when the solution is as much as there is racism in the US and in the systems and stuff like that, a unified lower class will do better than whites, white poor versus black poor versus Mexican. So I was like trying to find the core of it and a lot of debates between us and the household, a lot of debates talking to our roommate, Kevin, who again, um, Kevin is, he's a, a great guy to talk to because like me, he's very reasonable. He, he, he can have debates and, and chats, but he was raised liberal, you know, liberal household. And, yeah. and so he, he very much is the same as me, just with a little bit of upbringing. So we can kind of like dance around the center. And he was saying, no, this is, the rioting is hopelessness. It's, it's like, it's nihilism. It's like, like, fuck this whole thing because it's like, they're, their only anecdotes are mistreatment by the police and a system that's let them down. And they're not thinking about, you know, like he was explaining it to me and I was like, I was getting a, a good argument from that, but I still, I still was dancing around the, the core of it, which is yes, all this stuff has happened. Yes, it's all true. But the real issue in the States is a corporate run government like i had this whole thing it's like the government is just distracting you they're trying to keep people divided because the corporate influences have control of the government i think that's like that's no one's even fucking d disagreeing with that like the the u.s government is a corporation the politicians are are just hand in hand with the corporations and the more divided the voting class is the more they can slide shit through and the fact that only a percentage of the, the U.S., a tiny percentage even vote, shows that it's working for the corporate. The corporate dictates laws because corporate lobbying can squash the voting power when the voting power is divided. I, I remember when, uh, at, at the beginning of the pandemic, when I was watching like a, like a CNN uh, or just like a, like a Trump was addressing the country mm -hmm. and he was talking about how sort of uh like they're implementing systems for testing and like bailouts and like just how they're allocating money and figuring out the whole situation and uh he was standing up there and then he was he was introducing all of uh all of all, all of all of these guys that had stepped up and it was like okay the walmart guy the the walgreens guy the the uh, like all like, other things with wall in the like, title. like 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 think of think of yeah. all big uh u.s companies and he just had them all up on the platform be like okay now it's your turn to speak and he's like okay yeah we've offered this like we're yeah. gonna help out here and do this and everything right yeah man like <clears throat> so that's 
like, and I, I'm just saying all this to preface that I don't know, and I w- that's why I just kind of backed off because I had all these feelings, mm-hmm. um, and I explained to Kevin that I I just thought you know that if 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 I had because I I do like I do have black people in my life that I care about, and if I had them in the room. Because I care, I I care about them like I care like I like I care about any friend. And if I were to give them advice outside of the macro issue that's going on, I'd yeah. say, you know, like yeah, like the system is fucked. Yes, if protests and and all this shit and voting and and bringing awareness is the is everything right. But if you really want to improve your situation, like. I never felt like the blame game works for anyone, even if the blame is real. Do you know what I mean? Like, even when like someone breaks up with you or like something bad happens to you, like like the health issues or whatever that's happened to me, a guy physically punched me in the face and ruined yeah. and, and made my life worse. Right? Yeah. I haven't once thought about that guy. Yeah. Because he's not a he's not a factor in my life. Mm-hmm. He caused it all. It's his fault. I'm a victim in a sense of of jumping in, yeah. or, uh, of a violent attack well well, if, if you look at if you look at the united states they've got as a whole like they've got a very heavy culture of doing that yeah you know what i mean like like if you look at like oh you know you slipped and fell in here like who's to blame who's to you blame know? yeah it's it, that's that's very and, much part of their culture and, and i do think it's important and I like I do yeah. think it's important, especially when the people to blame are the people in power. So I'm not mm-hmm. saying taking away from that, but I'm saying yeah. on an individual case by case basis, my best recourse and the advice that I followed was the only thing I can do now is better my situation. If you get dumped, and the only thing you can do is make yourself a better person, and not everyone has an even playing field. So like yeah, like life's life's not fair for the person who's who's born with a disability. Life's not fair for the majority of the world that's born outside the US that doesn't even have the right to protest and the right to you know what I mean? So like if you look at things relatively like that, you can always find someone worse off than you. You can always find someone better off than you in yeah. the states, especially if you're in a disadvantaged group. Um and the only problem with all these words I'm saying is I'm not a member of the community. So I would I would look for people in that community saying these things and those are the people I want to support. And I was just like, it's, explain that to Kevin. Like, I would tell the individual that the, the playing field is not level, true. You are a victim, true. There are powers against you, but also, believe it or not, against all the rest of the poor in the States. And it's an entire class that's abandoned. And you can drive through third world white USA as well. And the more we make things about race, the the more divided it is. And I, and Kevin was bringing up some good counter arguments that the issue's got to be snuffed now. Black people are profiled now. And it's like, that's got to be... So yeah. whatever the order of events is, I don't know. And that's why I'm not a political activist. But um, I do believe that the individual working on themselves first is the best way to like bring about change because especially if you're an individual that's underclassed in the US if you get yourself to a good point you know you 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 have a harder go than everyone else yeah but 
you know, you, you, you bring your family up, you bring yourself up, you're in a better place to advocate. You're a better place to show people a path. You're in a better place to, to get a cause going. And there are people I see on social media in the black community that are saying these things, tons. And those are the people that, you know, I'll, I, I give my like to, I give my comment to on social media. And just, I just, I like that message. But at the end of the day, I reel all that in and go, but what the fuck do I know? Right? Yeah. That's, that's what the fuck do I know? So I listened to a podcast, um, Joe Rogan. It's one of his most recent episodes. And it's Joe Rogan number 1485, Crystal. And I think his name is Sagar, S-A-A-G-A-R, but Joe Rogan 1485. Kristen and Sagar are a left-wing and a right-wing political member in the States, yeah. belonging to the Republican the Democrats, working the press corps for the Republican, working for MSNBC um, for the Democrats. And they had a three-hour dialogue with Joe, who, similar to me, is just a dummy who is kind of comical about his stance and, like, but is at the end of the day doesn't have skin on either side. Like just yeah. wants to know where the where the right answer is, and it was amazing. Um, it, it would be a lot nicer to recommend it if they were a member of the African American community because they're all I'm pretty sure white. white. Yeah. So it's like again, it's more like political people talking about the issue, not from but, the ground level. But but, but it was but, really good. But those are the people who have the power. Who have the power and are going to make the yeah. decisions, right? So. It was nice to hear their opinions because uh, just listen to it. If 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 uh, if it could bring together, I was in the car with Kevin and his girlfriend. Yeah, his girlfriend was very distraught by all the protests and really affected by you know and really wanting to convince people to take action and 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 like legitimately was like empathetic towards um, the cause in the U.S. and wherever it is because there's riots all over the world um and we listened to the podcast the three of us on the, on the drive home is a two-hour drive and we were all just like yeah a hundred percent because they had the left and right covered and the answers were in the middle and it was it was really cool to listen to and they agreed their biggest thing that the left and the, the right person agreed on is that it's really an issue with corporate influence and a divided voter base. And that it's been a tactic since the Cold War, apparently, to divide people based on race. And what, and is, what is the benefit of people dividing? Okay, pic picture this. Or just corporations as, dividing people based on race. It's not like there's some puppet master at the top. Yeah. It's not a big conspiracy. But it's media. It's, it's just more of a, a reflection of human nature. Like media needs a story. They need buzz. Yeah. Political platforms need need a villain to run against. And after the Cold War and communism and um and after like back in the day, like the the villains really were the conservatives because they were religious, they were oppressive, they were racist. And after that villain got squashed, you know, it it's been um or at least, I don't know, fully squashed. But and you know what I'm saying. Like after that villain got kind of conquered politically and the, the state started moving towards a progressive kind of like liberal mindset to some degree, um, the victim became these racists, these Nazis, these radical right wings. And 
that became the narrative. And to give you an example of how it splits the voter group, <clears throat> in Canada, for example, um, you have one conservative party, you have NDP, and you have liberal. Because the left wing of Canada, if you're more left, you know, you go NDP, and if you're mid-left, you go liberal, a lot of times the liberal base is divided and can't fight the 50% of the population that is like, well, I'm not liberal, I'm not NDP, so I must be conservative. So a split voter base, you know, in this case where there's one one right wing and two left wing, yeah, it splits the left of the country in a lot. And, and do you see how like then you have people that are choosing between two lefts if you want to actually push a liberal agenda. It's you see, like, so splitting the voter base based on race, when it comes to bills, then it becomes the poor isn't looking at the government going, we're all kind of fucked thanks to you. They go, no, I'm fucked because I'm black. And then I'm fucked because I'm Hispanic or I'm fucked because of this. And the victim is, uh, or the, the reasons are because of racism and it's us versus uh, them. And we need to, like, as much as change can still happen when, when a whole group of one race comes together, the real, the real issue is a disadvantaged underclass in the states, and that's disproportionately black, and that's why you see disproportionate. Like, they are absolutely, everything they're saying is true. Like, their, their anecdotes are true, is all I'm saying. They're, the reason they're rioting is true. Like, everything is real. But the reason they're feeling it may not be as black and white, no pun intended, as it maybe used to be 20 years ago or, or, or when you know actual systemic racism like really existed. The real thing we should do, though, is stop talking about this. Yeah. Because I'll put a disclaimer there. I don't know. I don't fucking know. Yeah, yeah. I just thought that Joe Rogan thing was good, and I thought yeah. it's important to show you what just just an, a normal person who actually legitimately in their heart is not racist, is not sexist, thinks about it. That you know, I you don't it, it's important to 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 know that these people are out there and they're they're not bad people. They they want the right answer. Um it's hard to find. Last last thing I want to touch on before we end this. Yeah. Is uh I so I saw that that uh, the Minneapolis City Council is now voting on whether uh, they're going to defund the police or not. It's like you know they they've they've made enough of a stir uh, on sort of like their agenda, yeah. and they're going to be voting on it now. And I'm just I'm just curious what that's gonna what that's gonna look like. It's because that's the um, that's the main. Uh, on the website of Black Lives Matter movement. Yeah, yeah. And the thing is, you know, the truth of the matter is, I don't know. I don't, I don't know either. I'm just I'm I'm curious because I have it, an opinion like everyone else, but I don't know. And my my whole thought always is that these are surface level issues. Defund the police seems surface level. If the police are the problem. There's a more complex issue behind it because the police are the front line of the government. The police are the arm, the acting arm of the government. So it's probably 10 layers deep. Police are undertrained. 
you only need a high school diploma. You only need some ludicrously light amount of training. And they talk about all this in, in the Joe Rogan oh, episode. Oh, do they? Yeah. Defund the police and give more money to the black community. Sounds good in your Well, I don't, I don't think it's the black community. I think that's what black lives... Targeting. I think that's like, what black lives matter is. I'm well, not sure. Well, yeah, but, but the, like, no, like they want to reallocate the funds to sort of community specific programs. And, okay. You know, like, you know, if there's say like there's a domestic dispute across mm. the street that instead of a policeman go like a yeah. white policeman going over there and sort of over like abusing his powers, like they have someone more geared towards mm-hmm. that, uh, like that kind of situation that gets sent over. Yeah. No. And, and, and it, it, you know what it could just be, it could just be a simple, a simplification of a, a more complex ask mm-hmm. that Black Lives Matter is asking for. In my mind, you know, I, I, I would definitely agree that the police are doing too many jobs. There's no money for domestic so mental health, dealing with, like, the police deal with the most broken mental health people, yeah. the criminals, domestic disputes, Everything. They are the only front line. Everything. Everything. And then you look at their, like you said, their you training. Their training. It's nothing. And it's more geared towards like kind of diffusing like criminal yeah. activity. Like, and, and you know and, what I saw J. Cole say, which I thought was great? What? He was like, he goes, there's a, cops are, there's amazing people that are police officers. Yeah. He's like, oh, he's like, there's definitely amazing ple- people that are police officers, but a good cop is a really hard thing to say because it's almost impossible to ask those people within the parameters that they're given and the job that they're doing and the training that they're given to be a good cop. Do you know what I mean? Like, they're not given the tools. Even if they're good people, yeah. they're not given the tools. Mm-hmm. Um, and for sure, everything that they're saying is right. There's definitely cops that are racist. The same way there's definitely fucking priests that are racist. There's like there's definitely individuals that are outside the norm, but even the good people that we're talking about that are defended, people are saying, oh, there's good cops. I think everyone agrees that the police system in general is not working in the favor of those good people. Mm-hmm. They can't do the job. The training isn't there. Um, the The judicial system judging the police is is way too um, internal to actually have justice. And, and no doubt that I, up to a point, if you're a cop and your job is that hard, you'd want some protection because... Because you you're gonna fuck up if you're doing that many jobs and you're under trained and uh, and everyone looks fucking dangerous to you and like your job is that scary and hard you're gonna fuck up and, you, and the, your only safety net is a is an old old boy society looking out for your back which shows how fucked up it is and that yeah. it, it overall needs to happen but just generally defunding the police I would want a more complex. I'm, I'm, answer in yeah. my mind if i if i were to ask for it yeah i mean well they're voting on it and i'm just uh i was i was just bringing it up because i'm uh I'm, I'm curious well yeah because you know they they made they made enough of a noise that uh that they're like it's going to the city council yeah. now and uh i'm just curious, curious to see what yeah. that looks like Is it, i just but, there's, there's as the riots will show there's too many opportunists that would take advantage of a lack of a police force. I don't think the community would regulate itself. I don't think, I think police are needed and just defunding. Mm-hmm. If if that also meant restructuring, 
you know, a retraining, maybe to maybe not defunding just the police in general, but changing the funding to active officers and maybe yeah. allocating money to mental health officers and, and domestic or adding in community programs where the police are more involved with the communities they police. Because that's really the end of the day the issue. The police are driving in from good areas, suburban areas, and going into communities where they don't live. They don't have relationships with. Yeah, they don't really know. And and they use the full force yeah. uh, available to them. It's a complex issue. Um, and, and, and simplistic solutions, I find, although they, they sound trendy, I just wish that there was a movement around just the more like, Hey, like maybe let's ban. I don't know. It's so tough, man. I just, I all I want is for this the the their situations to get better. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's the only thing that that most good people can agree on. Um, people got a shit hand, and you want their lives to be better. Yeah, totally. I, uh, I, yeah, I think everyone can agree on that. And I think that's a good way to cap it off. L- listen to Joe Rogan episode if if you're inclined, yeah. but definitely spend some time listening to like people like I know it's weird to say a celebrity like Jay Cole. But yeah. just like people on social media that that have a really not as so simple us versus them mentality, yeah, you know, black white. It's it's. I, I really think uh, uh, the best change from the states will come together when people start to realize that you know the black poor is not so different from the white poor. Mm-hmm. Other than one's probably re- Republican and toothless, and the other's probably. <laughs> Um, more more in uh, urban environments, uh, but they they're they're that's just statistic, and you it's know, nothing and, to do and with the actual person, and and that's been sort of the main, uh, the, the main point people have been pushing through all their like uh, social media posts and mm-hmm. advocating for uh, these black communities is just educate yourself, like do, do your research, read up on it, and you know it, and then and don't listen to guys like us. And then you can sort of formulate yeah, your own. Like the only opinion. the only thing you should take away from this is to just to do your research because like I just don't know. And I, I don't know the answer. It'd be it'd be it'd be wonderful if there uh, if we it's, had access to someone who who it's so would come on the pod. You know why it's hot in here? Why? Because you're uncomfortable. Because these issues make us uncomfortable. <laughs> No, it's hot because it's fucking 30 it, degrees outside and I don't have AC. Yeah, it's fucking hot. Um, I, I feel like we had to talk about it, though. It had to. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, what what else? What else is happening? Okay, so to put a bow on that, to move back to business as usual, what's going on in the life of a few rock stars in this time and place, a lot of good things Um uh, happening recently for us with Robbie moving back home. Yeah, yeah. Robbie, Robbie, I'm gonna give him props because I I do shit on Robbie a lot. Because when I'm like when I'm in go mode, yeah, like normal times, yeah, I'm like get on my level. I'm yeah, like, yeah, come at like like I'm trying to like I'm always like I'm like my mom. You know what I mean? Like aggressively criticizing only out of love to try to like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I've been in the dumps in quarantine. You've been, you've been my shining light. Hey, thanks man. You've honestly kept the, the, the train on the rails. Nice. Uh, I appreciate that. You've been, you've been keeping in touch with all the people you need to keep in touch with. You've been keeping the projects on the go. 
you've been really patient, extremely patient with my newfound set of interests, which before was like working out hockey, social life, yeah, and working tw- most of my day. Yeah. Now my interests are video games, video games, Edibacoke, drinking Edibacoke. Um, I just have I. The quarantine hit me, dude, and I, I'm I'm not shy about saying it. My motivations are, are backwards. I, I just don't feel all the things I used to feel, and yeah, uh, and I don't think it's a bad thing either. No, I mean it's it's good to just kind of let it's the best your I guard down in the current scenario. Yeah, yeah, for the time for the time being, but uh, we're 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 getting you back there. I, yeah. I feel like I feel like the gym is a big huge part of my life. Huge part of your life. That routine kind of uh implements a lot of um structure, structure discipline. and discipline into your life. You know yeah. what it also is? It's having a busy schedule is the most healthy way for me it's to true. operate. If I don't have a busy schedule, I I explode. That's a, that's what my dad always says. Yeah. And I can't make myself busy. I can't lie to myself. I'm too too like you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like I would just see through my own bullshit. Like, oh, I gotta do this. I'm like, too honest. I'm sitting here. I'm like, no, you don't. And you yeah. know, you fucking don't. You know, you don't have to do that. Yeah. The only things you have to do right now are the podcast, some basic music stuff because we can't even get in the studio. We can't even fucking do anything. But soon. Soon, and we're doing the bare minimum that we need to do to be ready for that too. Yeah. The only thing I, I can't socialize. I can't go hang with all my buddies. Have like all these. I. I can't lie to myself. So my motive, my busy schedule has depleted to, I know I can sleep in. I know I can watch YouTube. I know I can play video games. I know I can fuck off. And then I spend three, four hours, five hours a day working on my dreams. And I know that's enough. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it keeps the boat afloat. It just keeps the boat afloat. But you've been very good about keeping a routine, about about you know, still reaching out to people, keeping things in motion, but being like, yo, Trav, let's go work on some music. And I'll go, yeah, yeah, all right. Like, I'll, you know what I mean? Like, because if you didn't say that, I'd probably just stay where I was at, what I was doing. I get, I get too anxious, I think, when, when I just completely let myself go. Like, you're able to just like, you know, be like zero or hero. Yeah. And for me, like, my, like I, I can't tell me a zero. I, I, no. Like, <laughs> just that, no, but, but you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and I, I can't, uh, I don't know. I just like, if, uh, if, if I drop below like a certain structure in my day to day, um, you know, goings on for, you know, one, two days, three days in a row, like I, I don't know. I just start to feel anxious and stressed and it's, it's kind of weird. I, I need, to just sort of keep up with, mm-hmm. you know, working out, uh, kind of again back to work, like working on like whether it's music or like um, planning things, reaching out to people. I don't know. It's just and that's, that's kind of my base level. That's why we work well together. Yeah. Um, and I wanted to make a point of it, like to you and Kevin. I wanted to make a point of how I'm living right now, to show you guys how much uh, self control goes into my regular time living yeah it's not i don't love to be all those things it's all discipline i want this is what i want like yeah. i love i I love how i'm living 
Yeah. It's not like, I'm not like, uh, I don't wake up. I'm, I wake up ecstatic that I'm living this way. Really? Eh? Oh my God. Yeah, yeah. I love video games, man. I love YouTube. I love fucking off. I love just like working on stuff when I want to work on stuff. I have a check coming from the government. A huge motivator for me is debt and money. Yeah. I have a check. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, I, I'm not sad. Normal times I use dissatisfaction to motivate me and I use discipline to motivate me because when everyone's on their grind, when life's moving, I want money. I want to, I want to be able to vacation with my friends. Yeah. I want to be able to play golf. I want to be able to do that thing. And, and when I don't have money, I feel inadequate. I, I need health. I need working out because I, uh, I'm interacting with people, you know, the opposite sex and I, I want to look good. I want to feel good. I want to present, uh, an image of, of, you know, discipline control and and i i don't not like working i I do really enjoy when i work so even when i had a a crazy amount of work to do when the tax season was wrapping up because my businesses needed their corporate tax done Mm -hmm. don't (laughs) i don't mind sitting and working at all yeah so that doesn't take a lot of discipline for me to work all the time but it definitely takes a lot of discipline for me to to get up early to do all the other things I need to do so I can work in a normal, you know, eat right, get my fucking workout on, make sure I can still go out Friday, golf Saturday, or go to the week. Like in order to do that, I need to, to get up. But with all that stuff not really going on right now, it's, um, that's why I'm in La La Land. But the good news is at least our dream is going well. Like we, um, with what we have available to us, we have the music video motion. Yeah. We have the album art pretty much done. Yeah. We went and shot like 400 photos the other day. It's looking amazing. We have a promotion company that's going to launch our, our song on, on the current plan date is July 21st. So we'll have promotion. The studio, we're already booked to get back in in July. We wrote five or six new songs um, that, we, that we're slowly finishing, but like one at a time, we're knocking them out every couple of days. We're like we're organizing with the band to get back together. The only thing we're not really doing, and uh, is like the baseline, like get some social media out, get some exposure, just keep keep the page alive. But again, how important is it right now in a in a social media climate where people are chilling and and there's really a bigger social issue kind of buzzing around? Uh, those those things are going good, all things mm-hmm. considered. Mm-hmm. Uh, really exciting. I'm excited for it. Yeah. I'm stoked. Uh, I'm I'm stoked to get this song out. Like, we've, we've just been. If it, it feels like like you you know what you hear musicians talk about this all the time about how things take forever and they really do. And it's like you wish. Yeah. Throw you, a pandemic in there. It's it's like you wish you could just write a song and you're like, oh, this is great. Record it. You know, two days from now. Yeah. And then turn it all around and then have it ready to go in like whatever, you know, like two months time to, to promote it and stuff. It just, it never works out like that. It's why I'm like really envious of people in other uh, arts. Cause there's definitely arts that are harder than music. Like if you actually are into art, like painting sculptures or like stuff like that, or if you're into like making like movies or yeah. like, but if you're like a YouTuber, they get an idea. They like go out that day they like coordinate it. They, they turn like it around a, they in a turn week. Turn around, uh, and like yeah, like for us, we wrote Victoria probably a year ago. Probably a year ago. I think 
the first time we played it was at that was was at Night Owl before we started playing Night Owl. Yeah, just at the acoustic at, like the that, that country that, yeah, like country yeah the night. country thing right. Like we we wrote that like that afternoon and then went and played it, the acoustic version of it. Yeah, and we haven't released music since last June year. of last year. Yeah, uh, it yeah just I don't know. It's weird. It's been good though. We found a studio that we like. It's affordable enough. It's still fucking expensive. Anyone looking to get into music, you need money. I'm sorry. You need money. Yeah. Like get some grants. Like even get someone if, to find you. I I don't know. Even if you can't get grants, like you have to find you have to find uh, a oh. career that will fund it. You have to find or, f- family or, you, or friends or you have to Or get loans. good at producing your own stuff. Oh, true. You come in the box. If you can spend like the Three, four, five, six, seven hundred hours needed. Yeah, start young. Get a instead start of getting, young. Go in, back in time. Instead of getting guitar, a guitar at age twelve, get like a studio setup and just play around. And you know, and maybe a guitar too, because you gotta know the basics. But or like, make friends with that guy or girl. Yes, exactly. Actually, fuck it. Yeah, don't go back in time. Literally, start hard networking until you find those people because they're <laughs> very hard to find. Because if they're good, they're working already. If they're good, they got a partner already or a company paying them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you have to get like some up and comer who doesn't know they're good yet, <laughs> who's looking for someone with potential to work with, and you could be that person. Uh, otherwise, like we're fortunate enough that we make enough money to self fund uh, because we can live close enough to the deadline because of our upbringings that you know if we ever. Get, if we ever fuck ourselves, we can move home or, mm. you know, but we're really like just to do one song to put it in perspective for the people that want to know the nitty gritties. Uh, let's just say about a thousand bucks in studio, not to mention the time it takes to uh, write it, practice it with the band, hone it and the cost and the time involved with that. But about a thousand bucks in studio, it's about six, seven hundred bucks to promote the song with a promoter and you need a promoter unless your song is mega viral and you're like i have all the confidence in this track it's got to be like above and beyond if it's just a good track you need someone that has uh, industry connections and you usually have to pay for that if you want to get on the radio talking to some people it can be up to six thousand dollars to promote it properly to radio really? there, are, there are cheaper avenues that are yeah. that are one, two, three hundred bucks, but none of these are guaranteed and they just send it to the radio and the radio can often snub it unless unless the song or the story really is powerful. So, you know, uh, so maybe take out the six grand. You don't necessarily have to be on the radio in today's day and age. Music videos are big. If you do a budget music video, it's going to be anywhere from 500 to $1,000. Um, and then if you're going to uh, do concerts and promotion, although you can sometimes pay for that with ticket sales, it's a fuckload of time to organize. It's a few thousand dollars to bring it all together, and it's it's a bit of a gamble. But like the song Victoria that we've been working on that we released, we're stoked on. We're stoked on, and yeah, we're gonna be with the music video and all that. It's gonna cost us two or three thousand dollars, probably three thousand dollars per song we release, and that's a fuckload of money for a basically free thing that yeah that we throw for out. two guys that don't have any money. It's yeah. uh, it's a lot of money. But, uh, you know. No complaints. No complaints. That's just the name of the game. And uh, that's why it's funny. It's funny, but a lot of hip-hop artists, you wonder how they blow up and stuff. 
But someone was telling me that a lot of hip hop artists that come from like like rougher upbringings, they buy their success because they hustle way harder than us to like grind out the money. A lot of times, like not, like not even a they say it in their songs. A lot of hip hop artists sell sold drugs. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because they get tens of thousands of dollars, and they can just throw, throw it, it at all these companies. Yeah, they buy beats, they buy studio time, they buy promotion. Yeah, they uh, and it's, it takes that type of money uh, to blow up. And they're like, I used to sell drugs, and like now I'm a rapper, and like that's yeah. that's like a big part of hip hop because it's fucking true. Yeah, and I'm trying to think of like, like uh, I, I was thinking about like. Uh, Wise Beats, who's a guy who uh, is in our friend group that makes raps and stuff. Yeah, the guy works at a uh, a car like auto body, like rims and tires a lot. And like when we were trying to coordinate with him a few years ago for like one of our original shows, he's like, "Dude, I work all the time." He just takes all that money, he throws it in the studio, same way. And he also, fortunately, seems to come from money. I don't know if his family gives him money or not, but like same deal. Like you need fucking cash. Especially it's in so, pop and hip hop, it's so expensive. It's, Especially in pop and hip hop, yeah, because they're so they're saturated. Everyone's making beats. Everyone's making pop. Everyone's a rapper. I'm a fucking rapper. What's what's my what's my rap name again? White Flame. White Flame. <laughs> it used to be White Jesus because I thought that was hilarious. Yeah, but I like White Flame. White Flame. Um, yo, one more thing I want to talk about. <laughs> so. We've been playing poker the last couple weeks, and uh, with we have poker tonight, and and we're we're playing every tonight Tuesday as night. well. Yeah, every Tuesday, and uh, we just with a couple of buddies from uh, from university. And last week we we normally play we play two games, and both games I made it to uh, you know to the, right till the end to the one on one head to that poker the heads up heads up poker, and. First game, I was against Trav. I was up. I had him. I, I was the underdog. Total underdog. I, I think I had I was like 12,000. He had like, you know, four fifty. Yeah. And like the blinds were like 500, like eight or, or a thousand. They were something wild. It went back to Trav. He was up. I came back and then he took me. Same thing happened the second game. Made it right till the end. Heads up against another guy lost again um poker psychology man dude i i've been hooked on heads up poker like <laughs> like 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 the last couple of days i downloaded the app on my phone because uh my buddies were like because you need like a certain amount of chips to go into these games and they're like oh just download the app you like you can get free chips every like four hours you get your fifteen thousand, right um i i bought some chips the other day Cause I was like, like, I was, I was, I was like, so you're like losing. I was, I was, yeah, I was losing so many fake chips, right? So I'm like, I need, I need these chips. Anyways, dude, I've been playing like heads up. You're gonna wreck now. Heads up matches nonstop for the last couple days. I'm hooked. Okay, you want to know that? I don't think I'm gonna wreck either. I I, like, I don't know. I'm still like, you want iffy about my ability. You want to know the truth of it is, yeah, I've always been, uh good at poker because of like just like having like a like a like i feel like i know you do you know what i mean and when i play with buddies i'm like okay like i feel like i can, I don't actually know the odds and numbers i'm actually shit at hold them I, I like sometimes i don't even know when i when i was playing against you yeah i rarely looked at the hands you had when i won you were thinking what i would do just trying to think what you would do 
right? So I I got I got to switch up my game plan. Yeah, or exactly. Something. I'm bad at poker, but I'm good at reading people, reading people, and being unpredictable. Yeah, I, I have two wins in the in the three nights we've played, and I'm fucking shit. And I never play. I haven't played for like two years. It's really just about the people. So you know, when I have a good hand and and this and that, like I don't really know what I don't think. Like, oh, he's probably got like he's probably got an ace, or he's probably got this. I'm just like. This guy bets when he has a pair, man. This guy, you know what I mean? Like, I, I see you push like this and that. I have high I think, pair. I think that's one thing that I've picked up from uh, just playing a bunch of these heads up rounds. I like, okay, like I like it for a couple of reasons because it's uh, because it's quick. You know, it's just it's back and forth. Um, it's like it, it gives you a good sense of like how to read other players. Um, and it's I guess it's it's just good practice like for those situations when they when they come around, but. Um, if we'll it, see you tonight. like we'll like, check in like you week. can really you can really get a sense of who the person is and how they bet. Yeah, just based off of a couple of hands exactly, and, and like and you, you kind of get your uh, your senses of like what to do, like I'm when very to bet, readable. how to like get people in. Yeah, extremely readable because I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> um, but also funny thing is, so yeah, I've won two games. They're only ten dollar games, and there's like six people, so you win like technically like what, fifty bucks. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I'm I'm up 100 and I'm down maybe 30. Right? So I, let's say I I I'm up 70. So Robbie and I live in the same house and a lot of times to play poker together you need to have a VPN. Yeah. Uh so the first <laughs> the first day I was like, "Oh, I'll I'll figure out a VPN, like I'll just get one." I click I couldn't find a free VPN. So dude, it's an extension on Chrome. Oh, okay. Okay. But I mean, like in PokerStars, you need a you need a, an install VPN because PokerStars uh, is on the, yeah, yeah. On the desktop. Okay. So I, I signed up for some VPN and it was like in seven days, it's going to charge you 90 bucks unless you cancel the subscription. I forgot. So I'm actually down $20 because I got a $90 yearly subscription of fucking like Nord VPN or like... That's why... What is it? It's guy, a, guy never responds to one poker message. He was so keen to be like 100% in tonight. He wants to win again yeah, I gotta to make up my, for his... I got to dig myself out of this VPN hole. Uh, <laughs> so still still two wins and I'm still down, baby. Fuck, uh, zero wins. I'm fully down. Yeah. What zero wins look like? Like how much are you down? I don't know, probably sixty bucks. Okay, so I'm just at I'm at even. Maybe more. No, seventy bucks because it's like thirty okay, bucks the first the week. Yeah, I'm down seventy. So bucks. it's like I've lo- it's like it's like I it's like I lost a heads up. If it makes you feel better. Yeah. But I did kick oh. into your room and like I know throw I, it in your it, face. It was like fuck. Like it wasn't even the money I cared about. It was it was losing to you after being up that I cared about even more. So what we we can check in next weekend. Yeah. And I don't know if it'll be funny, but remember how I joked like that I was a rapper. I only say that because like one night I came home like from the bars drunk, mm-hmm. and I just went on my computer and made a rap. Yeah. And it was in. I just made it instantly. Like I just I found a. Uh, I pirated some beat, so like I don't own the beat, um, and I I rapped over it. And I forget how it goes, but I'll put it at the end of this pod. Okay. Yeah. That'll yeah. be the song at the end of this pod. White Flame. And it's like, got a little money from my pop, spent it on a Glock. Yeah. Got yeah, a yeah, little girl yeah. from the block. <laughs> it's totally a joke. I've never, actually, funny enough, I could technically buy a Glock. I do have my licenses. Mm. I own a gun. Yeah. Singular. I own a gun. 
to be uh, to be continued. Yeah, I'll put the wrap in at the end. If anyone severely disagrees with with what we have to say about uh, uh, everything in the early part of the thing, just message me. That's the. I think that's the most important message of it all is that dialogue is. Yeah, good. I, I don't encourage know. dialogue. Yeah, just fucking be like, yo, Trav, we're buds. You're retarded. Yeah. Can I say retarded? <laughs> no, I don't think you can. Yo, so. Trav, you're mentally and what is it? You're mentally and something. Yeah, you could just say, Trav, you're stupid. You don't understand. Yeah, you're right. But we figured out what the right politically correct. Term I don't know is. what it is. Um, developmentally and something ugh, we figured this out like 40 50 60 episodes ago i don't know anyways let's wrap it up though it's hot it's, it's been an hour yep and that's been another episode of uh, to me jams enjoy the rap and we'll see you next tuesday easy i'm heading downtown on a saturday with the boys that I met back in the day Everybody's gonna know your name When you're popping up, it's all the same Got a little money from my pop Spend it on a Glock Got a little girly from the block Got my new slide swing Cause I'm showing them new tats Cause that's just how I trap, boy And you sound a kind of whack, boy Gonna go and get the smack, boy Where's my money, where's my rack, boy this ain't playing this Iraq boy uh. Hit him once with the gunner Slap Hit him twice for the stunners Blah blah And then we hit that bow like a running back I ain't coming back though I ain't never coming back I said Uh One, two levels like I'm rolling Got the twins in the back like I'm doling Didn't make the NHL cause of my steez I didn't watch a girl because of all of her disease Oh I heard your new girl was clean So I hit her from the back and then I brought her to the team Saturday with the boys that I met back in the day. Everybody's gonna know your name when you're popping up, it's all the same. Got a little money from my pop, spend it on a Glock. Got a little girly from the block. Got my new slide swing, cause I'm showing them new tats. Cause that's just how I trap, boy. And you sound a kind of whack, boy. Gonna go and get the smack, boy. Where's my money? Where's my rack, boy? Ain't playing this Iraq boy Uh, two, three million, now I'm on a track Got another white girls, now I'm going black Ooh, going crazy, that's a heart attack White drizzy, cause I'm gonna go back to back Pour one drink for the lovers Drip, someone told me you was undercover Slip, slip I got the new wave like I'm Kelly Slater If you in the way, man, you just a hater Yeah, you just a hater So I'ma see you later yeah, I'ma see you later I'ma see you in the back Cause you know I got the slaps I'm trapped, I ain't never going back in a I'm heading downtown on a Saturday With the boys that I met back in the day Everybody's gonna know your name when you're popping up, it's all the same. Got a little money from my pop, spend it on a Glock. Got
Got a little girly from the block Got my new slide swing Cause I'm showing them new tats Cause that's just how I trap, boy And you sound a kinda whack, boy Gonna go and get the smack, boy Where's my money, where's my rack, boy This ain't playing this shit